<laughs> why are you wearing glasses? Dude, that stimmy hit. That's why. The stimmy hit. Did you get the stimmy? Oh, the stimmy hit. Stimmy up out here? Oh, oh stimmy as fuck. Hold on, hold on. You got the stimmy, bro? Yeah, I got the stimmy. You got the stimmy? Nah, I was getting my the paper checks. That's so I gotta wait for a second. Are you a grandma? Why are you getting the paper I know, check? Man. I blame Kari. She does my taxes. I blame Kari. Kari does my taxes. I don't get a paper check. Well, she must like you more. So, <laughs> bro, I look like a damn fighter pilot right now. I say you look like Top Gun. <laughs> I know a little bit. Not for long though, because you're balding. This is insane. I my sunglasses got stolen. Uh. By some, I'm guessing a dude, but by somebody in Fridley, like they broke into uh, into that car I had. Remember, the hog. Yeah, the uh, the hog, and they they broke in and, and took my sunglasses, and I, they were like well, from H and M or something. They were super inexpensive, but Ken, for whatever reason, I never bought sunglasses after that. We live in a sketchy neighborhood. You had yeah. the hog. It's about to happen. Let me ask you for a favor. I have to borrow shades tomorrow night. <laughs> Why do you need to borrow my shades tomorrow? So for for Ali's thing, I yeah. gotta be a bodyguard on stage. My shades don't really fit like the bodyguard type. They're kind of more like new wavy and uh, okay. like you know. Mm-hmm. But those would be perfect. You said they so look ridiculous. Con- Listen, I'm a hypocrite. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, now we see, dude. I don't so know if, you- if I, dude. You might break them. Why would I break them? Bro, okay, here's a, the same size head. Bro, that stimmy hit, I replaced that watch you broke. Remember that? Also from Gatsby Estate. When did Check I break your watch? Bro, I lent it to you one time. You were like out clubbing or something, and then you returned it. And it oh, wasn't that working. watch. Yeah, <laughs> now you remember. Now you yeah, remember. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> and you didn't tell me it was just not ticking anymore. Bro. Well, like... You, you told me like a week later, like, hey, like my watch isn't working. I'm like, why isn't it working? And I thought back like a week later, I'm like, oh, yeah, like I remember at the club, like I ran to like a door, like a wall or whatever. Like, and you ran it? You, I never heard this. So you ran well, like, into I a got, door? I got get, like bumped into a door, like a wall, or, like a pillar, something. I got bumped into something. I was drinking. I don't know. Damn, then like dude. it looked fine, but like, it stopped ticking. I was like, that's kind of weird. Damn, and I bro. just kept on going by my night. It's, a, it's a, like the Timex Weekender. And it's so I that it doesn't surprise me. It's kind of cheap, but but yeah, bro, yeah. that stimmy hit. What are you gonna do when you get the when your stimmy hits? We already talked about this, Ken. What I don't remember what you said you're gonna do. I'm I'm getting the 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 fucking Samsung twenty one. Oh, that's right. Yes, because it only costs like eleven hundred bucks anyway. Yes, that's right. I remember that. We now. get that. It's like eight K quality. Like yeah, like people. Like some, I know like some YouTubers who are like, who bought it and they're like, oh yeah, I just show all my content on this thing. And it's like the highest quality content they've ever made with a oh, fucking wow. Samsung. Wow. Yeah. I, I believe it. I, uh, I actually like B like BTS, the, the boy band, yeah, the, the yeah. K-pop band, yeah. they shot an entire music video. Like, 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 uh, what am I, what am I trying to think of? Like just record label, the- like funded, like music wow. video, and they shot the whole thing on just the, the Samsung phones, and it looks out of this world. Like That's crispy cool. quality. Yeah, dude. The um, I have I've talked about it on the the podcast before. I use Moment lenses, and they have an app that you can use for photography. And one thing, a lot of these newer cameras can even 
a, a, what a lot of nice smart smartphones can do now is shoot in raw. Do you know what that is? Where it's like just like yeah. the the yeah, yeah. So it's like just uncompressed, way nicer, you know, quality files. And yeah, so I'm sure they probably shot with that. Do you know if you can shoot on raw with that Samsung? I believe so. I believe that's, so. That's dope. I think it's like an option you can pick on the phone. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, that's yeah, so, exciting. So that could hey, that's that's the next step to going back in person. Once I get these vaccines, they keep pushing it back a week, but Oh, uh, that's too bad. Once I get these vaccines, we're gonna be shooting in person with the phone with the high quality shit. Yep. It's gonna be dope, bro. I'm excited. So, yeah. I yeah, I have it looks like I'm getting the vaccine most likely next week. The first the first shot through work. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, excited. Dude. It'll, Let's go. It'll be good. I'm pretty pumped about it. I'm thinking yeah. I might. Uh, I I made. I updated my whole budget. I actually rewrote my budget this week, like from yeah. scratch, like totally from scratch. Redid everything, calculated everything out. And one thing I did like to incentivize myself to budget smarter is I I I made this little like wish list and like chose a couple things to actually focus on. And like one of them is like a food processor because I really want to be cooking more with that. But one is like the iPhone 11 Pro. It's like Apple mm-hmm. does this refurbished thing where they it's just like slightly used and then they just take it back and they certify it. And you get it for like hundreds of dollars less. So that's why I, the iPhone oh, I have the is move. the same thing. Yeah, yeah. That's so it's like yeah. it's basically just a gently used but approved like by Apple move. So yeah, people can like do like apple.com, I think slash refurbished or something. And yeah, that's where I got my laptop that like I do everything on and it's definitely the move. So why would you ever, if that's like an option to get like the same exact product, but yeah. like hundred dollars left, why wouldn't you just do that? Dude, because it's so smart. I know, but it takes a while to get it is the problem. It's like, I've been wanting this phone for over a year and it, it's been out for one or two years. So it's like right. if you're willing to be patient and not have the hottest new phone right off the bat, then yeah, do fucking do that, you know? Yeah. But I'm excited. I'm going to have to do that. I'm gonna have to do that for this editing stuff I'm trying to do. The Bro, editing. yeah. About <clears throat> to be the move, man. Dude, I feel that. That's exciting. Did you... Uh, we're talking the so basically for all of our listeners. So we do this segment called "What You Jamming" uh, pretty often, where we'll like talk about music we're listening to, um, but we also like to do the deep dives into like albums or like movies or whatever. So we wanted to do the uh, the new Justin Bieber album that came out, uh, Justice. Um, I've listened to it maybe like twice now. Watched the Tiny Desk too. I, I let's t- let's get into it, base. Let's talk about it. Before we continue, Ken, yeah, I need. We can even we can cut us out of the podcast. Why are you writing the shades? For real. I literally, just, I'm not hiding anything. I literally just like, I just got these in the mail today. I like wearing them. It looks so ridiculous. Dude, I'm a fighter pilot. I'm going up into the skies today. <laughs> How many milligrams do you take? You go I, you, zero milligrams. You hanging out lady Indica again? Bro, I'm, I'm again? high on life. I, got, I just got the haircut. It's a sunny day. I'm feeling good. Feeling very you good. Yeah, a haircut even though you're balding. Yes, dude. It's it's you know it's a natural part of life. I got the watch. Uh, yeah, life rips. Sun- life rips, dude. <laughs> my future's too bright. <laughs> That's why oh. my sunglasses are on. And you know what else is bright? Yeah. It's Justin Bieber's future after this album because this album was amazing. I am glad you think so too. I was hoping we would be on the same page with this because I really liked it. Ken, okay. I want first. First initial thoughts, go. I want to hear, because I, I got a few. I got several. Okay, first initial, okay, so um, 
I listened to the album twice through. The second time I listened to it, the the sound and the or it, the track list and everything made more sense to me, and I jo- and enjoyed it more the second time through. Um, I thought the energy that was in it was really interesting because it was kind of coming from all this like tension and with COVID and like and like racial stuff and all that, and so it's like really interesting to have this pop record come out in the midst of all that and so i feel like the way he handled it sonically and how he like built the energy over the course of the story of the album was really smart what about you i have so many thoughts on this album my first time hearing it was last night okay that isn't through it again today yeah this there are a few artists out there let me, let, me, let me even back up from that. Let me just let me even back up from that. Put you in reverse. Come on. What do we got? Let's talk. The pop genre mm-hmm. gets a lot of shit. I yes, be- it does. Be- because pop it can be can be can be mediocre for the most part. Yeah, it's something you can listen to passively and not really pay attention to. But pop that's done well, mm-hmm. and but here's the thing: pop that's done terribly, easy to hate on. Yeah. But for whatever reason, pop that's done very well, we don't give enough credit to. Right. Even though it'll be the most cons- commercially successful stuff, for whatever reason, the public can't give credit to a very well done pop song. Right. And, but when it comes to really well done pop albums, those are always held up with high esteem and my concern is that this will not be the same thing with Bieber's album because if you here's the thing this album I'm gonna say it right now this is Bieber's best work I think so too oh yeah I definitely think it's his best work from start to finish this is his best work as far as an album goes yeah there I think of different pop albums like 1989, um, where every single song has been crafted, where it's 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 generic, it's pop, but there's little details that like only diehard music nerds can like find that like really make the album like come alive. Yeah, so it I wouldn't both just, the pop listener say, and yeah. the music nerd. Right. I I wouldn't say generic. I would say like accessible. Sure, sure. That's that, that's a good word. That's a good word for it. Because it's kind of like the Pixar idea, right? It's like this movie can be watched at, by someone of any age, and it's accessible to them at any wherever they are in their life. But it's you can get something deep out of it no matter where you are. If it's like a well done right. Pixar movie, I feel like good pop is like that. I I I think that's a great analogy, Ken. And I also think that there's lots of like elements and like chords. That same, like, oh, this is from like this era pop, like the 2000s, this is from like the mm-hmm. 2010s. It was like familiar sounding songs, like familiar tempos. Yeah. But the mark of, so- like, a special artist, mm-hmm. not just like a good artist, the mark of a special artist, when you hear those same rhythms, those same chords. Yeah. But they, but when they do it, it just hits differently. There's no real reason for it. It's just, it just, it just sounds good. And Bieber was the perfect example of that on this album. 
it's not like he anything crazy or over the top or super special, but he just did these pop songs that he evoked emotion in them, and they were you just felt the music flow through you, and you're like, this is good. Dude, I, absolutely. There's nothing to hate here. This is it's just just good music. Yeah, it's just like crisp, well done. Um, sonically, it's cohesive. Like it doesn't. There's Very not songs so. that uh, sound really out of place, or Very like they're so. trying to be something that they aren't naturally. You know. I thought it was great. I thought it was really, really great. And and like yeah. I said, like emotionally, like it's you're coming from like a year of quarantine and division and a ton of like the craziest year ever. And he right. doesn't come out with it like this. Like I think the wrong move would be to come out with a shimmering, like show stopping single. Like at the first, you know, just kick off the album. You know what I mean? Like that would like, mm-hmm. no, it wouldn't make sense. Like no one would feel that it would me- do that. You know? So I, what I really like is that it slowly builds. It has like the MLK, uh, little intro and then it slowly builds kind of similar to the last album that came out, uh, changes where it's like kind of a soft beginning and end where it's, you know, like this more, you know, stripped back song. Right. And then slowly it builds into more pop. Like slowly you bring in more instrumentation, and then now we start to get rolling. Now we have like like the the more grandiose features and sounds, you know. Ken, let's talk about, let's talk about that for a second because we reviewed his last album, Changes, yeah, which was an R and B album, right? And it was I feel like it was it was this time when we were going to COVID and lockdown where Changes come out, and then shortly after the weekend came out. We had the weekend, which is obviously you know darker music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you had like the rhythm of Justin Bieber's changes, and we're going to quarantine with his R and B music. Right. I think it's only right that we're coming out the other side with Bieber with this pop album, and we're also having um, the weekend with Blinding Lights still at the top of the charts, and now the most successful com- single of all time. Right, you know, still going on, but then we're also having Drake with the hip hop leading into this summer of post COVID, and I think right. like it's interesting to see like the R and B element, everything, everything was just like R and B right going to quarantine. Yeah, kind of dark, kind of not with Bieber, but kind of dark in general with music and how it's going. Yeah, and now we're coming out of this side where it's like, okay, we went through the dark period. Let's have fun and let's get into a feel good atmosphere. Right. This is exactly what this album provided. Even though there were like melancholy, sadish songs, yeah. there was still like a aura of like feel good, even though it was kind of melancholy. Like the one, the kid with, like Kid Leroy song, yeah, yeah, unstable, like melancholy, sad, but there was still this aura of feel good with it. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, more of like uh, like brighter sounding, like um, yeah, more almost like citrus, you know, just like a little bit like brighter to the yeah. sounds, yeah, uh, yeah, just yeah, in general, yeah. and a lot more. Um, I think too what you're what you're pointing out is kind of like a bit of like a change in how like a lot of artists are making their music I think right now which is like starting to like um go away a little bit from like the ultra produced type sounds like those like those synthetic sounds and going to more natural sounds like so and you hear that in like the mm-hmm. the Beebs album a little bit where you're hearing a little bit more of like like drum fills and like more natural sounding drums and like uh, like sim- like crashing of cymbals. Like you don't really yeah. hear that in a lot of, or you haven't heard that, like a crashing of a cymbal. You don't really hear that. Like it, certainly in hip hop, but in, I feel like in a lot of music like that, you know? So I feel yeah. like it's almost like this type of like fresh, um, 
uh, this fresh kind of natural sound that kind of like is coming from like all of this, like this need to just kind of get things back to normal, you know? Yeah, I think there's, I think with quarantine, artists had the time yeah. to use real instruments and to use real sounds. Yeah. And they didn't have to worry about, okay, I'm on a deadline, I gotta make, you know, these tracks. Let's just, you know, get a producer on a computer, make something up. But no, we, we have the time right. to sit in the studio and, you know, really make music with real instruments in real time. Right. And it, it's paid off with the Biebs yeah, album. It, I guess the time it, it really would be a off. factor for there. I, I think time probably is a part of it. I do think part of it is just like the way the sound might, like, it's just like, a, you know, that kind of fresh, natural type of, I keep thinking of the cymbal, so we'll just go with that. Um, like kind of fresh, natural drums. That's a, that's fresh and new compared to these very produced, say like hip hop, like trap type sounds, which are great, uh, but that's just become kind of like the standard for like what the type of uh, drums you would use. Well, sure. And it's, it's not bad. It's just like, that's kind of what's pop now. Like J. Cole talks about that, you know, it's like, that's kind of mm -hmm. the sound. So I feel like, okay, well, what's like a new thing to do? Like what's something fresh? It's like, oh, going back to an older type of sound. It's kind of cyclical in that way, I feel like. Um, yeah, I agree with that. And we can kind of shift gears a little bit with this. Yeah. But with um, this album, he he had he put out singles, but there wasn't like one dominating smash single. Yeah. And I'm not. This not all the time, but sometimes when an artist puts out a smash single, and they follow up with a decent, maybe mediocre album. Yeah. It's kind of disappointing. Mm -hmm. For me, it's the opposite. Yeah, the singles were like pretty good. I enjoyed them. They were they're cool. I, I listened to them a little bit in the car, or whatever. Yeah. Then I hear the album. I'm like, oh, this is the album I can like play like start to finish. Yeah. And like, I'm not gonna skip a song. Like, right. There's no like outstanding like this is the craziest song ever. This is awesome. But like, I do enjoy every song. Right. And to me, that's more impressive than putting out one big single. Does that totally, make sense? Oh yeah, for sure. Because then it's like it's like the whole album is just a vehicle to get one smash song onto like top forty or whatever. You know, it's just kind of I don't know. It's cheesy. You know, I don't like that. Right, and if and because of that, the album felt more cohesive. Right. Does that make sense? I felt I, like there was oh, more of a storyline, sure. and I felt like I was like on a journey and like yeah, enjoying like every phase of this album. Right. And what was so interesting, too, is like, OK, so the singles that came out before the album were it was in order. I think it was Lonely, Holy. Um, I think Holy was first. Was Holy. OK, so then Holy, Lonely, Anyone, and then Hold On. And then yep. after that, then the album came through. And what was interesting is like Anyone and Lonely were like the last two songs of the album. And I was kind of expecting I was kind of bummed when I saw that because I'm like, oh, well, I know what those sound like. But like what you're saying, right. it's like it's cohesive, like it built in a different like it's in the context of the album. It sounded better. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And that's couldn't something I, that I've been learning, which has been so interesting. And I'm truly trying to pay more attention to this. I find that so many like artists who are really like top of their game, like really think a lot about context, like like something I've been learning, like even just with cooking, like when you're making a particular uh, dish, like you should be thinking about how the that that food pairs with everything else in on the plate or in the the course of the meal so like right okay like how does like 
like everything about it like how does like the the crunchiness of this like complement this how does like the sweetness complement like everything and i feel like music is like a really similar thing about that where it's like when you think about like the context like if you can build it properly something that might not be your favorite all of a sudden now like oh now these keys turn it makes sense to you okay now like i can like like that's the door now i'm in and i like it you know right yeah yeah man i think context is everything especially and they have social media like you have to be much more intentional with the direction and the storyline of a music album right you just have to be because back in the day when the only source medium source for like entertainment stuff was like tv and then like music mm-hmm. yeah you could get away with you know just putting out music and slapping a bunch of songs that are sticking together but yeah nothing to really grab someone's attention right you have to be intentional with the direction you're going in. Right. Oh, I totally, dude, I totally agree. So I have the genius thing pulled up with all the tracks and stuff. Dude, there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about about this. Um, Let's go. So first off, and I'm so excited about this. It's so cool to see. So John Bellion is one of my favorite artists. Um, one really cool thing he does is he like he writes a lot of music for other people and kind of kind of shirks he kind of like dodges a lot of the attention and just writes for these like mega stars and has some like some of their really big songs um Mm -hmm. which i think is a really smart move um so he dude guess how many songs he's he was involved with on this on this album like two or three seven whoa he john bellion co-wrote seven of the songs a seven of the 15 songs on this album and on each of those he was working and on each of those songs where he co-wrote he was on other credits on the album so it was like co-producer percussion programmer um like a background vocals his background vocal like john bellion's voice is all over this album interesting like in uh, Holy, you can hear his voice in the because he he did the the uh, the beat for that. Like you can hear his voice in like the pockets. Like he right. you know, he manipulated it. And there you go. It's crazy because like uh, being like a big fan of his, you can totally hear his pen on these songs. Like I'll I'll read the ones that are that he did. So he did uh, Deserve You. Uh, he did let's see Holy, uh, Die for You. He did Hold On. Ghost, Loved by You, and Anyone. So, like, a lot of the biggest songs on the album, like, most of the the singles that came out, like, to kick off, like, you know, people hearing about the album were on there. And you can totally hear it in, like, like how he, like, structures the verses and, like, the the melodies. Like, it's so fun to see. Um, Because he doesn't, like, he releases music fairly infrequently from his own, like, from, like, John Bellion. So it's, like, it's fun to, like, hear, like, all these songs come in, like, oh, like... I can hear like that instrumentation influence there or like, Oh, that beat, I can hear that being like something he would do or like, Oh, those lyrics, the way he like tied it in and like used the imagery. That's totally something he would use on like GSP or like human condition. So it's like, it's really fun to see. I, I guess I do like a John Bellion then. Dude, seven <laughs> of the songs. It's crazy. He was all over. And what's crazy too. So this is something that I've really been thinking about. So remember yeah. we talked about, um, like last year at this point when we were talking about changes and how like Bieber would get like those tracks and then he would listen to how the artist sang them and performed them. And he was trying to figure out all of their little vocal things, like to try to bring the track to life, you know? Yeah. So like I might be going crazy, but I straight up was like listening to how he was 
phrasing certain things like in the songs that Bellion worked on. And like, that's exactly like how John would sing that, that line. It's crazy. Like, right. oh, he would pronounce the vowel that way at that part of the song. Like, it's crazy. It's so cool to see. Does This is kind of a shift, but do you think, knowing that John Billion has such a hand in making those songs, does that take, does that take away from Bieber and what he's done? No, no. I mean, I think that's his thing. He's always, like, he always, he has, like, from what we learned well, from last time, you know, it's like he has a small... Most artists style. do that. Right, yeah. A, a lot of the popular yeah. people do that. So it's like, they'll get songs come in, and then, you know, they'll tweak it, make it their own, and then, you know, they kind of have, like, a lot of the decisions, but... I don't know. I feel like that's pop in a big sense. He's like, he's not a yeah, Taylor sure. Swift um, where he's like, we think that he's the one making the music much more intently, you know, from those early stages, you know? Right. He has a lot of people in the kitchen helping him out. Right. He's a, I, I, I get it. He's get like it. a musician performer. So I feel like people, if you think of that going in, it's like, okay, that more sense. He's like a vocalist. He can like dance and he's like a showman. If you, if you right. think of that, you know, then you're not, deceived into thinking that you know he oh he didn't he didn't play the keys on this song you know what i mean so right i, I don't think I, it takes I, away I'm in, I'm in the same boat I, I don't think it takes away that much from him yeah i think it'd be cooler if he did but like agreed it's still good music so at yeah. the end of the day so who cares for sure for um, sure i want to talk about the features on this album because i thought oh sorry can I, actually one last thing to tie a bow on the the belly go, go, thing go. and also go, go, the, go. The, the 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 sonically so one thing, so I've, one really cool thing about John Bellion is that he's, he's put out these like making of videos on how he made certain like songs of his and it's really cool to like, cause he'll talk about his influences of like these like great songwriters or, or producers throughout the decades. And he's like saying, oh, it's like this type of sound or that type of sound. And he's, re he's referenced like Phil Collins before, like trying to get that type of sound. And he had a little yeah. bit of that on like human condition, dude. Anyone by Justin Bieber, the drum fill at the end of, like, near the end of that song, right before, like, the real climax, that it has Phil Collins written all over it. All over it. Do you know the I one I'm talking about? I have to go back and listen about? to that one. No, so I have to go back and listen. It's like, it's just like the, doo, 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 like, it's just like the way it, like, uses the toms and the cymbals. Totally Phil Collins. It's crazy. So I'm like, okay, okay. I'm like, I have such a strong, and the guy who did the, uh, programming or whatever for you know the drums for that is part of like this collective of three people that John Bellion's a part of called Glory Sound Prep which is kind of like the Neptune like their version of the Neptunes basically where they're kind of this like collective where they like will it, it's kind of like they'll almost get hired to help out with certain aspects of a song you know so it's like right, oh right. if they've been working together and they've been trying to make certain like iconic sounds like phil collins like that is like creme de la creme that's like a phil collins sound 100 percent. so and okay. and also going with the just that natural symbols and everything of just like the those live drums so anyways i thought that was really cool but you go with what you're saying about the features well i'll say like i think if you're like not a lister and you're just like a you're like a good act or like you're a B list, C list artist. Right. Like, yeah, you should go after like the bigger artists and like get them to be in your songs, like help push your music. Mm -hmm. And also if they're good, like if it works, it works. Right. But I really think that if you're like creme de creme, like A list or like you've like made it, made it. Mm -hmm. We don't need you to do a bunch of features with like other huge, huge artists. Mm -hmm. And you should do more of songs are just by yourself but if you do, do have features it should be artists that one fit cohesively with the song 
two should probably be artists that are maybe not as big and need more expo not need more exposure but you know they're relatively newer does that make sense yeah like give them a chance to have a big stage that they are not used to and i thought this is probably one of the best examples of how to do features as a big big name artist right. this is probably the best use of features i've ever heard on an album wow like each each feature i thought fit perfectly within each song i thought each feature had like a moment in each song that let them display their talents yeah without outshining bieber but also making sure that hey like i'm i'm on this track too and i can shine i thought this was the perfect use of features on an album Dude. Uh, did any stand out to you or how do you feel about that i mean i no, i totally agree i every feature i liked on there um yeah and some of like the newer names like uh the kid lowry is that how you say it the Kid Leroy. Kid Leroy, thank you. Uh, Kid Love Leroy him. Love or uh, Dominic Fike. Like those yeah, are like newer yeah, names yeah, that yeah, I'm like yeah. just starting to learn about their music, and I feel like they're really cool. Um, and then people who I've known for a while longer, like uh, like Daniel Caesar, like such a like so talented, and like he like Peaches. I feel like is mm -hmm. maybe like if you were gonna choose like one like like the most beloved song, like the catchiest like song. So groovy. Peaches, dude. Peaches is so fucking good. Dude, it just yeah. sway. Dude, it just like, gets in your bones. I was a fan. Yeah, man. Did you watch the uh the tiny desk uh of of Justin? I did. I what, did. What did you think of that? Because that was the first time I heard Peaches. Well, that was actually the first time Peaches was actually put out, you know. Um, I liked it. I didn't think it was anything crazy or over the top, but like it's like really cool to like see like a pop artist. Like, like, I can already say before, like, this is like real instruments, like live band. Yeah. Like hearing all the drum fills, hearing like every note of the bass. Like, yeah. This is like a cool feeling. Like, I agree. Nothing crazy, nothing too flashy, like the, like the album. Nothing too crazy or flashy, but it's just like good, solid, well done music. So. I and I would say, in, do you have you watched many other Tiny Desks before? I've seen a few. Yeah. Okay. I'm a big fan of them. I I'm sure there's tons that I haven't seen that are good. In terms of like going for it as a performance, like I I don't he he killed it. I don't know if there's that many people who have really gone for it that hard with like mm -hmm. like he like put his whole like he was like putting his entire body into it like jumping and like going like it was basically like a stadium show compressed and in that sense it is a little bit different from Tiny Desk how they normally do it like but right. it was like compressed into this thing and what was pretty wild is like you it puts them all under a magnifying glass because they're going for such a grand sound in such a small space. And you realize like, mm -hmm. oh, like these guys are stadium level musicians. Like this sound, yeah. this level yeah, of yeah, yeah. expertise could entertain tens of thousands of people at once. It's like, it's crazy to think about that, but it's like, oh yeah, that's, this is what you can do. And you know what? Even though they were like going for it and they had like a full band and Justin was like, like, you know, putting his whole energy into it. Yeah. Even though it was a tiny desk concert, which is more like acoustic, like broken yeah. down, mm -hmm. it didn't feel out of place for some reason. I'm not sure why, yeah. but it didn't feel out of place that they did it like that. You yeah, know? I, I agree. Well, I think part of it was, and I was laughing about this, like the really long pauses they had between the songs <laughs> kind of made me laugh. <laughs> like really? just pretty much just silence, you know, like, and uh, maybe it was like an emotional move or like just to reset, but that was funny because normally in a tiny desk you would have 
you would have a pause, but you would maybe talk with the people at NPR a little bit, like talk with right. all the guests and everything. Yeah. But this time he's just kind of like standing. All right, my next song is this. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I kind of like that though. It just feels like, like a little shift. It, it felt. I don't know. Dude, I, I didn't I, mind it. I was thinking about this though. Being a being a musician at that level has got to just fuck with your expectations of social interaction at such a profound level. Oh. Like you for tell sure. someone I love you. In real life, they may it, best case scenario they might say like, "Oh, I love you too." You might have a hug. You know. If you say, like, I love you to a crowd of tens of thousands of people, you get, like, a sea of, like, <gasps> like All the adoration in the world. Like, like, <gasps> yeah, just insanity. How could you possibly calibrate to any sense of normalcy from that? That's why they go crazy. Yes. Because you, you can't comprehend it. Your mind breaks. Imagine, Humans are supposed to experience that. Dude, imagine being a friend or, like, a romantic partner of someone who is in that situation it would be like you would probably feel like how could i ever make them feel as good as they feel over there you know it's got to just be that's so why weird. they go crazy too yeah they go crazy too and yeah. i th- and i think part of what was so cool is like it felt like it was like bieber just doing like a show at like a bar in front of like 30 people like just up and coming even yeah. though like this is like obviously be- it kind of felt like it was like okay so the guy's just trying to do some Shows and locally, just trying to build yeah. this thing up. Like, he has 2,000 followers on Instagram. Like, no one's ever heard of him. He's never been on the radio before. Right. There's 40 people in the crowd. It's 11 p.m. on a Saturday night in some... Yeah, you had a pavilion you know, or a bar. bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I felt like. And then, like, it was kind of cool, you know? It was cool, yeah, because, like, nothing about the performance, the Tiny Desk one, felt like it was, like... Like, there wasn't, like, a choreographed dance routine or anything that was like, wait, what is this? You know, it wasn't that level of yeah. show. It was still, like, accessible in that way. So. I didn't feel like it was, like, record label, like, trying to push this pop, no. like, music video with all this choreography and lights and dances. Like, no, this is the guy. Yeah, this guy's yeah, band. Yeah. Here's some music. Let's go. That's yeah, what dude. I felt like. Dude, I totally agree. Uh, yeah, I uh, one thing I've been doing that's been really fun is I make this playlist every like three months. Like basically, like I make four playlists a year is kind of the habit I've been doing for over the past several months. And it's like I just whenever I really like a song, I add it to the playlist. And every song on this album, with one exception, made it onto the playlist. Listening wow. to wow, yeah. The only one that I was a little bit like I don't know if I really like this was uh, somebody. I wasn't a huge fan of somebody. Okay. I don't know if you okay. remember that one. It wasn't bad. Just uh, it just wasn't quite doing it for me. But that was the one where I added it, and then I was like, eh. I might have just added that You're, so I could say I put the whole one on there. Don't sleep on it yet, though, because I feel like every album, every song on this album, is like now these songs are like huge, like gonna be earth shattering, like records, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like with each listen. Like, they're going to hit you differently. They're going to hit you a little bit more. They're going to a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I think, not that this would be like my favorite album ever or anything, but I think the more I listen to these songs, the more I'll appreciate and like them. Does that make sense? I know. I agree. One thing you were saying that I, I, we should talk about is like, you're right. A lot of pop doesn't, it's, once it's called pop, it's disregarded or it's not like, it's almost like it's not popular to like a pop record or a pop artist with right. a few exceptions. And it's weird because it's like, if it's well done, it's people who are at like the top of their game and making, a, you know, like 
a type of art that's accessible to so many people, which is kind of like, I feel like the hope for a lot of people. And I would, I think you're right about it is for like music. I think it oftentimes a really good pop album actually does get recogni recognition. But I think for particularly films and movies, like the pop type movies, like no respect. And we like, so like Marvel would be a good example of this. Like some of the later Avenger movies were like some of my favorite movies I've seen. They were so well done and yeah. like they might get one for like sound mixing or something like that. And like, that's it. No one like it, it, they pretend like it did it like affect so many people and was beloved and like some of the best actors were in it. You know, it's it's so weird. But for music, often you actually will get the recognition. It's like Martin Scorsese, right? He's like, it's 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 a movie, but it's not cinema. Right. And it's just like, come on, dude. Like, yeah, it's a different time. And I get like the movies that you were making back then, like were the real deal. Right. But like at the same time, like you have to like appreciate what these movies have done for culture, mm -hmm. how advanced the storytelling was, and how you're able to intersect like really well done storytelling with like pop culture into like this like mashup of what was Endgame, you know? Right. And like with music, I think it's a little bit more fluid. Cause like you see like the weekend with like his dark, like very like existential music, but like yeah. also on the album was Blinding Lights, which became like with the biggest pop single of all time. Right, yeah. Or even like Crazy. Ed Sheeran, who had like kind of bears his soul about his family in a couple of songs, but he also has Shape of You, you know? I feel like mm -hmm. you can kind of see more of the blending within music. Right. But at the end of the day, like when it comes to the critics, but see, I, mean, I don't even know if that's true though, because at the Grammys, you see the most like poppy music mm -hmm. get like win the Grammy, right. even though the culture and the people don't agree with it. So it's kind of like a weird. Oh yeah, that's true. I guess sometimes the pop will actually maybe almost like overcorrecting a little bit for that. You know, like maybe yeah. they're actually. Oh God, just this mic. Keep oh. talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they actually maybe are like giving slightly too much credit to the really popular stuff, and maybe not quite enough to the the less popular but really good stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to win at that, but do it you is. think it do is. you have a favorite feature or a favorite song from the album? Um I don't have a favorite song, but favorite features for me, and that bias is going in against my two favorite artists you know, automatically mm -hmm. on the on the feature list. But my favorite two favorite were the Killer Roy and then uh Burna Boy. Oh yeah, which one was Burna Boy? He was on one, one of the ones that had love in the title. Oh, um, that was one of the the Bellion songs. Yeah, that loved by yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. I liked that. What were your favorite? Mm, I have been playing Loved by You a lot. I really like that. Um, in terms of features, I think... I honestly wasn't... I go back and forth on the Chance the Rapper feature. Sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't. Um, probably honestly, probably Peaches. I love Daniel Caesar, and I don't know how to say the other dude's name, Giveon. Um, mm -hmm. but I thought they killed it, and it was just so smooth, and so smooth, kind of like so so smooth. I've been kind of realizing, like I'm, like I'm really excited for the John Mayer album that's going to be coming soon, and I've been interested in Daniel Caesar and like listening to more kind of bluesy type sounds especially going into like the summer or the spring and summer so i that just hit 
I loved that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that was that's probably the one. I could see the Die For You song becoming one of my faves. I like Die For You a lot. Also, uh, by the way, the Kid Leroy, the Unstable song, it had a little bit of a sound that reminded me of like Into the Spider-Verse, that, the soundtrack for that movie. Right. Which I liked. I mean, we think about the artists that come from that. I mean, Kid Leroy fits very perfectly. I mean, Kid yeah. Leroy is a hip-hop hip hop artist, but you can kind of do poppy songs too. Right, right. So, I mean, I think the Kid Leroy is going to have one of the biggest five-year runs coming up here pretty soon. Wow. Interesting. I mean, every, everything he's done the last year and a half has been gold. Every single song he's touched the last year and a half, feature wow. or his own, has been absolute gold. Wow. So I never I, get I, yeah, man, I, I, and he's getting a easy opportunity like this with Bieber. I, I, I don't think, I think, I think it'll be one of the hottest artists for the next five years for sure. That's great. Yeah, I'll have to start listening to him. I, I really feel yeah. like this is probably the only song I've heard from him, unless there was something on like some playlist that I didn't realize. Um, I'll send, I'll send you a couple of songs of his. I, I think he's, yeah. he's an artist you want to know. He's gonna blow up pretty soon here. I think. That's dope. Yeah, please and, do. And it's kind of cool to see like Burner Boy, because he's been uh he's been around for a minute. And then people who are in hip hop or R and B or like Afro beat, mm-hmm. like you know who he is. Like you've heard his songs before. You heard his features. Right. He's done a lot of features. He's actually done a couple with Ed Sheeran. But um, yeah. but uh, it's kind of cool to see him like get opportunity in like the mainstream pop lane too. So yeah, overall, dude, I really liked the album, man. I th- I thought it was. I honestly thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Any closing thoughts? I mean, Um, we've been almost an hour here. Any closing thoughts about the album and what happens after the album? Because I'm not sure the structure of Bieber after this. Because I don't know. I wasn't expecting a pop album after changes from Bieber. Um. Yeah, it's interesting. I. What was cool is that it seems like there was a time where we were wondering whether he would be making more music in general. And, you know, it seems like he's kind of just back to it, which is really cool. Like, even in the Tiny Desk, he's like, oh, my next upcoming album. Like, even just the phrasing is like, oh, it looks like he's just going to continue to make music. So that's yeah. fun. Because for a while, it seemed like he was just kind of just gone. Um, but, yeah, I liked it. I feel like I, I might listen to the full album again. Just, like, give another, you know, that, <laughs> that one track another chance. Um, and, yeah, I thought, I thought what was interesting is, like, I, I really liked the MLK interlude too, that that was that got me emotional, and I thought it was mm. interesting that it, it at first I was like what is this I was like, there's like just a bunch of love songs following these like these notes about injustice in the world, and it, it kind of just felt maybe kind of forced or just kind of like mismatchy, but the more I was thinking about it I was like okay well it's like, it's kind of like, him like kind of recovering from like a year of like difficult situations and trying to give people a kind of a release. And he's also giving like a lot of the features were like um, artists who might be like affected by some of the injustice more. Um, so I feel right. like in a lot of ways he was kind of handling it pretty well. I mean, I don't know if this was intentional, but even like we, the band who we performed with, like I believe like all like African-American like musicians uh, for what I could yeah. tell. So like, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. um, I feel like, you know, I, I think he was trying to, like, give people kind of a release, like, gradually and, like, make people feel good and, like, address some stuff with the platform and also give people an opportunity to, like, express themselves. And, yeah, I, so I, I don't know. I thought at first I was kind of like, this is weird. 
but second listen, I, it made more sense to me and I liked it more. So yeah, I really, I really enjoyed right. it. What, what about you? Um, I don't know. I guess my clothing thoughts are like, I'm happy that he's got, he's kind of back and like putting on an album every year to every two years, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I look forward to that. Um, I'm glad he came back and did pop and did pop well. Yeah. And, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing more pop from him in the future. If he wants to go back to R&B, you know, great, awesome. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think when he's in his pop bag, he just kind of adds something to the genre that not many people can do. Um, and, yeah, I, I hope that in – because I wasn't really happy with the features. Not that disappointed or anything, but, like, I think he could have done a better job with the features on the last album. Right. And this album, I thought he absolutely nailed it. So I hope that he'll continue to do a similar type of thing on the next one. Yeah. And, yeah, I thought this is his best work, top to bottom. I think he's had better songs and better singles, but as far as, like, cohesive body work, not a lot of park, man. Guys, Instagram, Cook and Coach Pod. TikTok, mm-hmm. at Cook and Coach. YouTube, the Cook and the Coach Podcast. Yep. Beza, Tensai, and all social media, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. You know the deal. Kenny's got so much going on. Kenny, what you got? Uh, my food page. So on TikTok and Instagram, it's at Haymarket Pantry. You can also find the YouTube channel of the same name. Um, there's nothing on the YouTube right now, but hopefully there will be soon. I also have, um, I'm working on music. So on Instagram and TikTok, at Kenny Martin Music. And you can also find that on YouTube as well. Same deal, working on stuff, hoping to put some stuff out soon. So yeah, thanks for listening, y'all. We appreciate it. Guys, that's the show. We will see you next time. Peace.